Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back in. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Friday. I'm having a great Friday because I can't wait for SEC football to be back and I can't wait for uh, our conversation to get rolling here with Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC. Greg, thanks for getting up early with us. I I, I can't even imagine what it feels like for you because I texted with you on Friday, I think it was. I was out to, uh, to dinner with my family and I happened to look up at the television, and I was like, wait a minute, that's the SEC network on, and it's actual real live sports that's taking place, and it was women's soccer, and I was like, hey, congrats, you made it, because you were in Nashville on, I think it was March 11th, basically, when everything shuts down, you can correct me if that date's wrong, and I know it's probably felt like 15 years have passed for you since March 11th, How gratifying was it to, before we even get to talking about the NF, uh, the, the SEC being back, how gratifying was it to just have sports going again in the SEC last weekend? Well, it was, it was great. Um, in fact, I, I was tied up at the office, so I was unable to watch the start of the game, but it went double overtime tie as it happens in soccer. So like we played all the soccer possible on that first night. And then, I mean, whoever would have thought that on a Saturday in September, the SEC Network would have a women's soccer triple header. And what people don't understand, we had a double header Sunday. The logistics of making that happen uh, for the teams, you know, that's enough. But for the TV production, uh, both local and connections, and just to make it all work was 
was really encouraging that we could kind of pull this off, if you will. And it goes back to, you know, there were a series of days. March 11th, we said no fans um, beginning on Thursday. And then Rudy Gobert happened that night. Um, And then March 12th, we shut the tournament down. And March 13th, which was Friday, we just stopped everything, weightlifting, spring practice, everything. So to have uh, a return was was incredible more than encouraging. What what does it feel like time-wise for you since everything shut down in mid-March to now? You look back now, how long does it feel like it has been to you since March? I mean, I feel like just for what I do, yeah. I've I've lived like 10 years in the last 6 yeah. months in terms of of what we've done with this show, but I I I know a lot of what you have been through as well. It has to feel like at least that long for you also. Yeah, a decade is what I would have said. In fact, Kansas City's first uh, NFL game, they were showing Super Bowl highlights, and I was able to go to the Super Bowl. And we had a few more weeks of normal, but we knew COVID was around. We were preparing even then. But that was like the last full, full-on experience um, I enjoyed, and that just seems like eons ago. It really does. It, I was at the Super Bowl for that whole week. We did the television show there. Fox had the Super Bowl. And it really does feel like a totally different lifetime. Um, what will your Saturday be like? What is your planned day? And what do you think you will feel when toe meets leather officially and the SEC football season kicks off? Have you even thought about what that experience will feel like? The last few days I have, you know, usually I say with a smile on my face when the commissioner's job, the best moment on a Saturday is kickoff of the first game because after that it's, you know, controversies, close calls, correct calls, debates about calls, you know, is there going to be a lightning delay? Who knows whatever may happen. So uh, I always enjoy uh, when I am able to that early kick, which I know fans are not always uh, appreciative of, but being there on the field for an early kickoff is like the best thing for me on a Saturday. This year, though, uh, I won't be traveling initially. I usually go, go to see people and visit, have things to do. I don't get to see much of the game. I usually get to watch a little bit. And in this environment, you cannot just walk freely and visit, you know, and say hello and talk. So uh, I'll I'll be in Birmingham, either in my home office or my office office watching throughout the day, just uh, learning from what's happening, adapting if we need to. We have staff assigned to each game. They're going to be doing that from a distance. So so watching uh, generally in our video center for issues that may arise. And that will be the the norm, uh, Clay, to begin. Uh, probably the first few weeks, and we'll just see how it goes and what that means for travel. But uh, I'll be – I won't sleep probably Friday night. I'm sure I'll be up early. Uh, The foot will be tapping as we get to kick off just to see it happen. Did you believe that this was actually going to happen? Now that we know that college football has kicked off, the ACC, the Big 12 have, it's not going to go perfectly smooth. I think everybody out there would acknowledge that. But – Back in early August, did you ever think that the SEC would be able to play in the fall? Did you think college football? Kind of take us through what it was like, the progression of you know the highs and some of the lows in trying to get to the eve of college football kicking off for the SEC. 
uh, you know, the roller coaster, which is the best way to describe it, likely goes right back into mid-March. And if you if you take that March 13th, again, that was Friday. We had stopped competition through March 30, but we hadn't disrupted everything. And then on March 13th is... You know, information was beginning to, to emerge, and you know, we have people coming back from spring break. You had increasing cases or the potential of cases. You had testimony in Congress. When we stopped everything, that was, for me, a, a low point, uh, not because anything incorrect was being done. We were, in fact, doing the best we could with a, a lot of moving parts, but I knew that we were sending people away from their foundation. So class schedules, teams, locker rooms, competition. Uh, I really thought about baseball first, Clay, and, you know, the level of baseball we play. We have the national championship trophy still here from Vanderbilt's win. And 2019, the, the first round draft picks, you know, all of that opportunity to compete and be seen. You know, it just evaporated. And then it went to the preparation for football because we had teams pulled off of the practice field that day for spring practice. And then just little things to try to, to coalesce in a decision-making mode for our conference. One of the hardest things was when we shut everything down, it was nothing, like no weight rooms, no no group gatherings by Zoom, which seems normal now. And so the effort to go from zero hours of team meetings on, on iPads to two hours like was just kind of an angry debate um, and a lot of stress. And so you just kind of went through those things. Come back June 8th, we, we had some, some tension around when can we come back to voluntary activities and then can we continue to – you know, accelerate. And then you had just uh, media perspectives that were not going to be supportive, which is fine. You can be critical, but some of the, the criticism wasn't attached to real information, it seemed. And we're all trying to figure it out. And then you go into August, um, and there were a few tough weekends, late, late um, July, early August, as you're watching speculation, decisions, commentary, and then, you know, colleague conferences stop. But we had made decisions that we were going to take our time in decision-making because there's so much information that continues to emerge, you know, every day. We've all seen that, you know, from day-to-day -day information changes. And one of the things said to me early on was, if you can take as long as possible to make major decisions, you'll have better information when you actually have to make those decisions because we're learning new things every day. And so that became a, a mantra for us that got us through some of the tougher times in late July and early August. And if you, it, it, I should have answered the question with this was I observed to some media folks um, or TV partners. I'm like, I don't know if I can make it to September 26th, you know, just early August. But if we can get to the start line, I feel pretty good about being able to conduct the season. Now, it may be different than we've ever experienced, but if I can just get to the start line, so it's gratifying to be, you know, a day before the start line when still nothing's guaranteed, but at least we've made it here. It, it, I got to give you credit, and we've known each other for a pretty decent amount of time now, but you, I think, uniquely in a very difficult situation, 
manage to keep things as calm as you can in a chaotic situation. And also, there's a lot of noise out there, right? And and a lot of times what I always try to focus on is what's the noise that matters, right? What's the information that I need to be able to grab that's cutting through? Not necessarily the emotion, not necessarily all of the din of all of the noise all day long. And this is not just you and me. This is everybody, right? Everybody's phone's constantly dinging. Everybody's constantly getting text messages, notifications. And sometimes you can get deluged by an overflow of information and not be able to kind of get to the essence of what matters the most. And what you told me, and I think you said it on this show, and I don't think I'm giving away any confidence by saying it because I think you said it publicly, but what you said has been proven to be 100% true here. You said, look, when our kids get back on campus in early, you know, mid to late August, we're going to see an infection rate you know, increase substantially. That's what my experts tell me. That's what you said. That's what you saw. And then you said, we're pushing back to September 26th because they also tell me that we should then be able to get some control of it and the numbers should be coming down by the time we get to, to, to late September. We're past Labor Day and all of those things. That's been proven to be 100% true. Uh, how difficult was it to be able to get to that idea and trust it, right, with all of the noise that was out there? There's a couple elements to that. So I, I read a book a few years ago by Nate Silver called The Signal and the Noise. Yeah, I've I've read it too, which is, it's, that's why, that's why I use that phrase, Signal and the Noise. Nate Silver is a, is a, yeah, is a brilliant guy, but the metaphor that he used being able to figure out what matters within that context, that's exactly what I was referencing. It's a great read. Yeah, just the title stuck with me, and I have other notes that I made, but what is it that's just a bunch of noise and what do you really have to pay attention to? And, and I'm fortunate to have a lot of bright people around me in our office, on our campuses. So that was the first part is recognizing that, you know what, there, there are going to be a, a lot of critics and there still are. And I actually use that in communicating with our campus leaders, athletics department leaders to say part of our, our challenge will be the weather, uh, kind of the, the storm here, whether the noise, not, not numbers, not positive tests, not not anything really around the virus directly, but the indirect impact. So we kind of message that repeatedly and, and have walked through it together. But then you have to give credit to our campuses. And I think this is a twist on much of what you've read over the last year or last month, which is numbers, numbers, numbers. But our campuses had worked with their communities they had adapted um, content delivery, which is how we're conducting classes. Um, you know, not every plan is perfect, especially the first time through, but they updated isolation, testing. We had a lot of aggressive testing taking place on campuses. Um, and, you know, I saw uh, a note earlier this week from the University of Georgia where they released their total campus numbers that dropped by like 80% in the last two weeks, 85% downward trend. People had to learn um, how to function in the new environment. When you bring more people into a community, those who've been there, like our student athletes, are affected by that. So we had to address that concern. And we're three weeks past now the last first day of classes, so the last point of startup of residential learning uh, on our universities. They're still moving moving through. They've, they've all had to adjust. And, and all of that informed what we did. And, you know, it's like the SEC 
So when we adjusted to the 26, and people had asked what's the primary reason, the primary reason was we have to have our campuses come back to life. And we have to allow time. We have to prepare for disruption related to that. And I think the cynics would kind of sniff at that, but that was reality. We we exist to support our universities. And in fact, maybe just the last note, our, our football players um, on one of our video conferences were asking, like, why are we bringing students back? We've learned all they can do is mess it up for us. You know, just tell them to stay away and we can play football. And, you know, you're like explaining, well, that's really not what we do in higher education. You're, <laughs> you're a part of a campus and I appreciated their passion. Uh, but it's, you know, it's just a reality we, we saw and we knew it would have to be there. And uh, it, it's not been just easy. It's not been normal, but it's a tribute to all of our campus uh, leaders and athletics department leaders that were to this point. When the Big Ten and the Pac-12 shut down and you get official word that they are shutting down, what was your immediate reaction? I had um, a pretty good sense. Uh, particularly with the Pac-12 situation of what was going to take place and had been asked about our direction. And you know, my feedback was we were going to be making any, if we were going to pull the plug, it would be much later. Uh, we had adjusted our season at that point. We had delayed the start of, of padded practice into like late August. So we had created space for decision-making for ourselves. Um, and, you know, the, the public health, restrictions on the West Coast kind of dictated their outcome. The Big Ten, probably a little bit more rapidly developing, but uh, I was one who thought about us. You know, so it wasn't, it wasn't the most comfortable circumstance, but my focus was on communicating with our members. Uh, their focus was on what's the right decision for our campus and our conference. And so it was, you know, it was uncomfortable but I issued a statement, uh, I think it was on August 10th, and we monitor social media. And Clay, when I said, we're going to pay attention to what other people do, uh, but it's not going to cause us to simply follow. I forget the exact words I used. It was, we're going to continue on, basically. The word cloud was dominated by the word hope. Like, the good feedback was the word hope. Um, and nothing else was close. And I've kept that on my desk for for uh, you know, now a month and a half, because I think that word kind of defined what we do in a way, which is a connection to something, and and providing hope that we could make this happen. No guarantees, but hope what was meaningful to people in a lot of ways. There was a lot of negativity, and it goes back to the kind of that signal in the noise, like where every time there is a negative story in the world of sports. I'm not just talking about college football. I'm talking about. If it's Major League Baseball, the Marlins test positive, and a lot of people say, oh, my God, you got to shut down baseball. Uh, the same thing happened in virtually every sport early on, MLS. You guys have built in um, some, some leeway here. How optimistic are you about where you are starting and the system that is in place that could lead you all the way through to December 19th? as we kind of look forward as much as you can look forward and be optimistic about what anything's going to happen in the country. Right. I'm not going to be comfortable. Uh, I think that's just our reality is one of we're not going to be comfortable yet. We have a plan. Um, the plan is work. So we're sitting here a day out, still moving forward. You know, three weeks ago that I think that was going to happen. 
you know, I'm grateful to be here, but I knew there were no guarantees. There's no guarantees about tomorrow. I learned that on March 11th, 12th, and 13th when we were in Nashville. But we put a plan in place. Uh, we also have medical advisors who will help us adapt. Um, Clay, the, the, the mantra of the circumstances around the virus are going to dictate our path forward. So we are a bit at the mercy of personal conduct, uh, taking care of oneself, heeding public health warnings. Uh, we are at the mercy of, of test results. Um, we've done everything we can to put the right kind of programs in place. But all of our participants have to pay attention to the expectations. You know what? I don't like wearing a, a mask, but I know it helps. It helps us avoid problems. And... Um, uh, the, the, we, we added Connexon devices for uh, tracking and tracing, both in-game primarily, but even during the week to remind us to stay, uh, stay away, to prevent or lessen the threat of spread. And we have to be attentive. And when you go back to like the Major League Baseball uh, circumstance was happening as we were coming down to the finish line of making decisions, and I had said, you know, baseball will be a really good learning example for us because they're moving from city to city. They're not playing in this this you know this bubble environment. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, they had a set of issues, but they've weathered those. And, and I think with any of these things, you're going to have to weather through some of this disruption. And we've seen that in college football. We saw it in Major League Baseball. You know, NASCAR hasn't been terribly affected, which is fascinating to me. I think they've had you know one or two drivers affected, Jimmy Johnson being the most prominent. But it's an indication you can move around a lot, you can have a lot of people if you adapt properly, pay attention to uh, the expectations and the health guidance. You can you can compete and participate in a pretty much healthy manner. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Tomorrow, the SEC returns for college football. Seemed like it might never get here. We're talking with SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. And Greg, it's been a lot of different twists and turns, but what letter grade would you give the SEC athletes, not just football players, but everybody in fall sports as we get closer to tomorrow's kickoff? It's probably in different ways. So when we when we brought people back in June, you know they, they sort of went back to life. And you could go Google reports about isolations and and test numbers. And so there was a quick learning experience that oh, life is not like it was the last time I was on campus. Uh, and so the the early you know like the the first quiz grade probably wasn't great, and it's progressed. And you know. Again, anything can happen, but, uh, you know, we're in an A category with fall sports, but knowing things can happen because we're in a dynamic environment. So we've had to reschedule two soccer games already. That doesn't mean we have Fs, but you're going to have little circumstances that can have big implications. But they've learned that the conversations, and we haven't had a football leadership video conference in about a month because they've been busy. Um, but the questions they ask, you know, go back to the Washington Post article where an hour and a half of just honest Q&A about what we know, what we don't know, what we control, and what we cannot control. I think that's the kind of thing we do in education. There's nothing wrong with, with that. You know, it's not something you want secretly recorded and written, but that's what we're supposed to do. So I think they've all learned. And then as, as more sports came back, they've had to go through that through that same learning cycle. So as I understand on our campuses, we have a few whose early quiz grades have not been great. 
Uh, but I'm pretty confident they'll they'll learn and adjust and move forward in, in a healthy way, just like we've seen through the summer. So the fact we're here means uh, we've got an A on the report card at this point. But I would just say even a, a disruption like we've had in soccer doesn't mean you just go to an F. It's just um, the, the reality around this virus and how it can dictate some outcomes that we don't necessarily want to see. But that's reality now. Last question for you, and we're talking with SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, and we appreciate him coming and joining us on the eve of the return of SEC football. Uh, College football playoff committee. Uh, Obviously, different conferences are making different decisions about coming back. There are going to be different games that are played, probably, different schedules. It's going to be hard to assess different conference strengths because there's no out-of-conference. How excited are you in some ways just to be even able to have that debate given where you were in June, July, and August? Very. And it's, <laughs> like now, all of a sudden, I've had uh, more questions about bowl games this week. Yes. Like, I haven't even played a football game. And then I had a question about, well, how many conference games are you going to play next season? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let me play one this season. And uh, how about I talk about 2021 and maybe, I don't know, 2021. Um, so yeah, if we if we're at a selection day, that's that's a victory. We'll be doing it in a healthy manner. Uh, but if we're to selection day, December twentieth, that's really healthy. And then if you look more broadly at the selection committee, they have a kind of a charging document that talks about games and evaluating games. We've heard about data points, so we've built in I think the ten best data points possible, ten SEC games. Uh, we, we've all lost the high-quality non-conference games. ACC has 11. They have a one-non-conference situation, and then 10 within the conference. And then we've got somebody trying to play eight, big big 12 at nine, plus one. Uh, Then I don't know what happens, you know, uh, fully out west. We're kind of seeing that that story emerging, right? So, uh, you know, we've got 10 games, uh, the most rigorous schedule, uh, in college football, historically, I don't expect this year to be any different. Uh, we'll learn some things, and ultimately on December 20th, I'll have a knot in my stomach over CFP selection, but I'll have a little bit of uh, breathing room if uh, we're at a point where he's named a champion and completed a uh, season in a positive and healthy way. By the way, you never would have believed that I would say this to you and you'd be ecstatic to hear it, but I hope you have a bunch of officiating controversies and that's the number one story that comes out Sunday and Monday for you. You've never rooted for it before, but if everybody's up in arms over whether a call was made, that means that things went pretty daggone normal for SEC football coming back. Yeah, yeah, I have, uh, like, like right now I have uh, any types of commentary on transfer waivers and officiating, and I'm like, we're playing football. Somebody said, why haven't you done this, this, and this? I got this email this morning. I'm like, I don't know. I've been busy the last six months trying to just figure out how to play a football game. So that takes a little bit of time. But, um, yeah, you know, normal, I think, is important for our society right now. I'm not a sociologist. I took one class, like, my sophomore year in college. But I think some attachment to normal, whether it's a, a radio show like this or uh, on, on our scale, uh, seeing college football played is, is – it's a healthy thing, provided it can be done in a healthy way, and that's what we're prepared to do. 
I really do believe this. You've done an incredible job, and I believe more so than anybody else involved in college football, you're the reason that college football is happening. So congratulations. Enjoy the games kicking off tomorrow, and I hope you take a moment to just think about uh, all the people that I know have been helping and working with you, but all that you've accomplished to make it happen and help to bring that sense of normalcy to many people across the country. Great job. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's a tribute to a lot of folks. And, you know, one thing I've learned about leadership this summer is there's all these books. Leadership's about tomorrow. And that's the reality is you can do really good things today. and People will, like, clap for you. And whatever you do tomorrow is going to be judged on its merits. So we're going to move to tomorrow. And, man, it'd be great to play seven SEC football games. That would just be uh, an incredible, incredible start, no matter what the complaints may be, but to accomplish that, um, in a way, it's, it's for us monumental, given where we were two months ago. Thanks, Greg. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. One of the challenges of sports has been talking about serious topics. And in general, I don't think sports lends itself to talking about serious topics because, frankly, most of the media that covers sports and most of the athletes that play sports are not really that sophisticated when it comes to talking about complicated issues, things that are other than who might win a game. Right. And I think that's been really kind of exposed in the coronavirus era. One of the reasons why this show has grown so much is because we can talk about sports, but also we can talk about some of the impact of sports, particularly as it pertains to the virus. And that's why I'm so excited that, for instance, the Mountain West is going to be playing. The Pac-12 is going to be playing now. Uh, We talked with SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey earlier. I want to thank John McClain for hopping on. But one of the big challenges is talking about difficult topics in a smart and sophisticated way for large-scale audiences. And I thought Charles Barkley did a pretty good job talking about the idea of defunding the police and also talking about the Breonna Taylor case, which has gotten so much attention. This is from inside the NBA on Thursday night. I want to play both of these clips, and then I want to react to it a bit with you, and I may carry it over to the start of the third hour, the reaction as well. So here is Barkley talking about defunding the police and why he thinks it's stupid and why a lot of the details surrounding Breonna Taylor make it different than other cases that have received viral attention in the past several months. Listen. To really be careful, when we, you know, I hear these fools on TV talking about defund the police and things like that. We need police reform and prison reform and things like that. Because you know who ain't going to defund the cops? White neighborhoods and rich neighborhoods. So that notion they keep saying that, I'm like, wait a minute, we just going to leave. Who, who are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? When we have crime in our neighborhoods, we need police reform. But like I say, white people, especially rich white people, they're always going to have cops. So we need to stop that defund or abolish the cops crap. Just bad the young lady lost her life. Uh, but, you know, we do have to take into account that her boyfriend did shoot at the cops and shot a cop. So, like I say, even though I'm really sorry she lost her life, I don't think that we can just say we can put this in the same situation with George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. I just don't believe that. Okay, look, 
I agree with pretty much everything Charles Barkley said there. I want to start with defund the police. It's lunacy. No one is actually in favor of defunding the police of any substantial number. Whether you're white, black, Asian, or Hispanic, all of the polling on that issue, it doesn't add up for anyone. So defunding the police is an absolutely ludicrous argument. Barkley saying, who are we going to call the Ghostbusters? Actually worked pretty well there as a line to bring home how ridiculous the idea of doing it is. The other thing is, I'm stunned by how many people don't know that Breonna Taylor's boyfriend fired the first shot and hit a police officer before they returned fire. That is why bringing charges and being able to get a conviction is so incredibly difficult. But I am blown away by how many people who think they are informed on this issue don't even know the most basic facts surrounding that particular incident. And maybe I shouldn't be stunned by how poorly informed people are, but the lawyer in me who always says what matters is the facts, the facts, the facts, assumed that many of the people who are the most outspoken in this case would have actually done their homework and known what they were talking about. But I think, sadly, what you are coming to realize and recognize is that common sense isn't that common and that it's rare And that's why Charles Barkley is so good oftentimes at cutting through the noise and getting to the essence of the questions that matter. So I want to give Sir Charles a nod. Uh, Also give him a tip of the cap. I'll take my lawyer hat off for him. He did a pretty good job discussing both of those incidents. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Yesterday, I gave you my college football gambling picks. What we're doing during the football season is on Thursdays, I give you my college football gambling picks. On Friday, I give you the OutKick six-pack. And I'm going to bring in Dub, who is the biggest other gambler on the show, and I'll have him assess whether or not he likes these picks as we roll into the weekend. Um, And last week, we went 5-1 and with these picks. Fingers crossed that the momentum is going to continue and we are going to continue to dominate. Uh, but let's go ahead and get right, uh, riding here. This is the OutKick six-pack. I want to remind you, if you want to gamble these uh, picks, you can go to FanDuel.com slash Clay. That's FanDuel.com slash Clay and get $1,000 free to gamble with for all new users. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Okay. Here we go with the gambling picks. Dub, I'm going to start off with Green Bay against New Orleans. I love the over 52 here. Now, I'm not sold on this Packer defense in general. They've had the ball uh, be able to be moved against them. So far, Green Bay has scored over 40 in their first two games. I love what I'm seeing from Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the Saints can rely on winning a low-scoring game. I think there are going to be points have to be scored here. I am on the over 52 in this one. How would you assess that? Maybe I'll go through all my picks, and then you can break down and give me your favorites and tell me what you think of my picks, all right? So pick number one, again, Green Bay, New Orleans, the over 52. The next one I'm going to go to is uh, maybe a bit of a surprise 
I like the Raiders on the road against the Patriots. And what I would like you to do is wait a little bit on this one or buy it up to a full seven. Right now it's plus six and a half. And I also like the over in this game, 47 and a half. I like what I am seeing from the uh, Patriot offense. I think the Raider offense is way ahead of where their defense is right now. 47 and a half seems too low. I think it's going to take 30 from one of the teams to win this one. I think the Patriots will win, but I'm thinking the final score will be something like 31 to 28, which would get us way over the number in this one, which is down around 47 and a half. Again, I like the Raiders plus the points and the over. Uh, I also like the Bucks going on the road against Denver. Now, I know Tom Brady historically has not played well in Denver. In fact, he's only 4-7 and seven all time in Mile High Stadium. But I think you have to consider the quality of the teams that he's ordinarily playing against in those scenarios is pretty substantial. And what do I mean by the quality of those teams that he's playing against? I mean he's going against Peyton Manning. He's going against really talented defenses. And while I think the Broncos are not awful, there's a big difference between Peyton Manning and Jeff Driscoll. I believe the Bucs, though they're starting to round into shape a little bit more. Brady has thrown an interception the first two games that he's played. But I think if you go back and watch that game that he had against the Panthers, couple of drops that kept his numbers from being extraordinary. I think the Bucs are going to get a little bit better every week. I love them to go on the road and win by a touchdown or more against the Broncos. Again, I like the Bucs minus six on the road against Denver. And then finally, or next to last, I like Dallas-Seattle. I love the over 56.5. Right now, Seattle has got the MVP, I believe, in Russell Wilson. But they also have an atrocious defense. They can't stop anybody. You saw what happened when they went up against the Patriots. Dallas, you just saw them. They can't stop anybody on defense either. They're rife with injuries. I believe Dallas going on the road. Dak has a big game. And Russell Wilson has a big game. The over 56.5. I know it's a big number. But I think each of these teams is going to go for 30 28 or more for sure. So Dallas, Seattle, I love the over 56 and a half. And then finally, I'm going to go ahead and give you a Monday night football bet because I love this number. Right now, you can get the Chiefs plus four on the road against the Ravens. I don't think the Chiefs played very well against the Chargers. They've watched that film. They've got an extra day to think about it. As good as the Baltimore Ravens have been, they're not going to have a massive home field advantage in this game. Give me Patrick Mahomes over Lamar Jackson every day and twice on Sundays and three times on Monday. I just believe a lot more in Patrick Mahomes than I do in uh, in Lamar Jackson going head-to-head in this one. So I'm going with the Chiefs plus four. So our outkick six-pack of picks, and then I'm going to bring in Dub, let him analyze the picks so far as he sees them. I've got the over in Green Bay and New Orleans, over 52. I've got the Raiders plus nearly a touchdown and the over 47 and a half. I've got the Bucks minus six on the road against the Broncos. Dallas and Seattle, I like the over 56 and a half. And I like the Chiefs plus four on the road against Baltimore. Last week, we went five and one. We then also won 
uh, Monday Night Football. So we had a 6-1 and one week last week. How do you think these picks are going to go? Well, Clay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my favorite bet of yours, and I'm going to give you my least favorite bet of yours. Yep. I'll start with the favorite. I think my favorite has got to be Kansas City plus the points heading into Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore has looked unstoppable, I will admit. But anytime I'm going to get more than a field goal with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, especially coming off... With an extra day. With an extra day. Especially coming off a bad, a bad dud. performance. There was a dud. Yep. I like that. Yep. That's my favorite pick of yours so far. My least favorite is going to have to be Vegas at New England. I know Vegas looked awesome, but did you see the picture of Belichick that has been trending yes. lately? Yes. Oh, yeah. How many hours of sleep do you think that guy has had this week? Maybe four oh, or five I, tops uh, total? Uh, yeah, he's not sleeping. He's not sleeping, and that means he is in the lab and he is ready to go. I mean, he's not taking this Vegas team light, especially after what we saw out of them against the Saints. And just as a general rule, I try as hard as I can never to go against the Patriots. Usually it's either play or pass with me when it comes to them. So I'm gonna. That's my lowest grade for your uh, six picks here. Uh, for me, and I also found a, a stat. And this is a, there's a lot of trends in gambling in the gambling world. And I'm not, I'm not a huge trend guy, but I think this one is pretty interesting. Uh, in the last four seasons, teams that start 0 and 2 against the spread entering Week Three are a combined 22 and 7 against the spread in Week Three. It makes sense though, because a lot of there's a lot of people betting, and you bet this team twice or 0-2, you're yep. like, screw them. I'm not playing these guys. This applies to a number of different teams this week. Uh, two of them are playing each other in Tennessee and Minnesota. Even though your Titans are 2-0 and straight up, they're actually 0-2 against the against number. Against the number. And they're yep. playing Minnesota, who are also 0-2 against the spread. But some ones that stick out to me, Cleveland minus 7 against Washington. I think Cleveland is a little underrated right now. I think Washington, even though they're one of the worst teams, I still think they're a little overrated based off their uh, week one performance. So I like Cleveland laying the seven there. And another one, it was uh, one of your games that you had, Dallas and Seattle. I think I like Dallas plus the five and a half in Seattle. The Seahawks, I don't think that's a bad bet at all. The Seahawks offense has been incredible, but the defense, I mean, they've been in two shootouts so far, and Dallas coming off the improbable, the impossible. They're putting up points as well as anybody else in the league. So I like Seattle to win the game, but I, I like your over as well there. I think it could be a 31-34 type game either way, coin flip. So I'm going to take the plus five and a half there. I can't wait. Uh, How excited are you? We talked to the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, earlier in the show. How excited are you just to have college football back in the SEC as well as the NFL? I'm ecstatic as we roll into the weekend. I mean, this is going to be the first full 100% football weekend we've had. No disrespect to the college football games we've had in the last few weeks, but this is it. This is the start of college football. And just another tidbit, I think you had Kentucky in your college picks. That's right. I'm on Kentucky as well, even as an Auburn grad. I I do not like— Over a touchdown for the Wildcats on the road. What's your favorite college football picks? Do you have any there? Honestly, it's probably Kentucky. That's coming from an Auburn fan. Auburn does not play well at that 11 o'clock uh, kickoff under Gus Malzahn. So that, that game's really got me nervous. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about Kentucky actually winning this game. Uh, yeah, it's going uh, to be a lot of fun. I just can't wait. And I do think we need to give the SEC a tremendous amount of credit because we talked about this earlier in the show, and if you haven't heard it, you need to make sure you go download the podcast and listen to it. But we had Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, on. And he told us exactly what was going to happen. When college kids came back on campus in mid to late August, they were going to have a spike in overall infection rate. 
and then that number was going to come down substantially, and their hope in the SEC was that by the time they kicked off on September 26th, the overall pattern in the SEC states and on campus would be much declined and it would be much safer for the games to be taking place. And not only are the games taking place, but 13 of the 14 different stadiums in the SEC are planning to have crowds present. And so it would have been easy for Greg Sankey and the SEC to panic when the Big Ten shut down and when the Pac-12 shut down and when the MAC and the Mountain West and everybody else shut down. Instead, he stayed steadfast. He listened to his medical experts. He bought as much time as he possibly could. And his steadfastness allowed the Big Ten to come back, allowed the Pac-12 to come back, the MAC, the Mountain West, everybody putting together their plans to return. If he doesn't stay strong... I think there's a very good chance that all of college football is canceled. Instead, Sankey stays strong with the SEC. The Big 12, Bob Bowlesby, credit to the Big 12 for staying strong. Credit to the ACC and John Swafford for staying strong. And now all of those leagues are going to be playing on Saturday. And the other leagues look like they're going to be trying to play again in October. And the reason why that's all allowed to happen, I think, is the strength that Sankey showed in not wanting to cancel the season when the Big Ten tried to bully him into canceling the season. So the political pressure was intense, as you heard him talk about. The overall pressure in general, what it's felt like to be fighting to play a season and find a way to get out onto the field. And uh, I just, I, I can't imagine how wild it is going to be and how much of an emotional moment it is going to be for SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey as his conference takes the field. And I know there are people all over the country who are big college football fans that can't wait for that to happen. We on this program are certainly big college football fans. I appreciate all of you for spending the time that you do with us. This is Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.